You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed Podcast on jawpodcast.com. Shalom, and welcome to the Bible Truth Revealed Podcast with Chazak Aliyahu Yasharal here on jawpodcast.com. Yeah. To the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. All right, so we're here today. What are we going to be looking at? We are going to be looking at the curse of Christianity. We are going to show you that the religion of Christianity is actually a curse. Here, at the Bible Truth Revealed podcast, we speak the truth and speak it ever cost it what it will. You may hate us, you may want to turn off, you might not want to be listening to us, but well, it is what it is. We are called to speak the truth, and that is what we will speak. You know, we have many people who come into truth. We spend our time trying to speak to people who are in Christianity, trying to wake them up, trying to tell them it's they have to come out of that false religion, that it is a lie, it is a deception. But sadly, most people refuse to make any move, refuse to leave that religion, thinking that it is good because it appears to be so close to the truth. So they sit and they will say, okay, so what's wrong with the name? Everything that you speak about, they say, no, it's okay. What's wrong with the name? Yeah, his name, you say his name is not JC, but there's power in the name. And it's just a name. His name is not G-O-D. Well, we all worship the same G-O-D. Yes, we know. What if that, that is not his name? We worship a name? Do we worship a name? So they come with all sorts of excuses. But we are called to truth. We are called to truth. Yahushua Mashiach said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In the book of Second Thessalonians, it tells us that he will send us a strong delusion if we do not love the truth. So we have to love the truth truth and i remember when i was in churchianity and i thought that you know the church was it but the more i got into knowledge the more i broke away from the traditions from the things that i held to be true that actually was not true and i remember i left churchianity because to me there was no way 
I could find the perfection in churchianity because I saw how by the very structure itself the it was a selfish structure a structure in which every family looks out for themselves and they might you know think about helping someone else or think about someone else no one again but the focus is on self and when i read the scriptures i said no 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 that's not what this scripture is about when i read acts 2 and acts 4 when he spoke about the new testament assembly i said that's not the spirit of the assembly today and you go back and research you realize that there's something wrong something wrong with this structure that christianity is in and when you research it you realize that they changed the name the, the the meaning of the word that was there before the the greek word was that was there was ecclesia and they changed the meaning of it and ecclesia means a called out assembly a set apart assembly an assembly where the most High calls out people to be together and to live together in a community that's how it was before but they changed it and made it into a pagan temple where the pagan priest was in charge and collected money from the people to build up the system and also to weaken those who are there and i think yeah probably be a good time for me to read that letter there's a letter that was sent by king leopold of belgium to the christian missionaries and it is very revealing Probably we'll read it today to let you understand what they used Christianity for. You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Okay, so we said that the curse of Christianity, because the Most High promised, when you get to understand who the true people of the book are, when we got to understand that we were the Israelites, the Bible took on, a whole different meaning and we started reading it and putting our situations right in the bible and we realized that the truth the whole truth is coming out because the most i promised the children of yasharal because we are the children of yasharal that means we are in captivity under the curses and some people might say oh we are not in captivity we are, we are, we are free Yes, we were freed from Egyptian captivity. Egyptian captivity was slavery. And then we were brought into Babylonian captivity. Egyptian captivity is slavery. Babylonian captivity is enslavement to the system of commerce and religion and false religion. And so, when they liberated us, then we were released into Babylon partaking of the system and partaking of all the evil that comes with Babylon. So we are in captivity in Babylon because this is not our home. The Most High promised us a land that he would bring us back, gather us and bring us back to the land. So wherever we are, this is not our home. Okay? So in Deuteronomy 28.36, he told us plainly, that Christianity is a curse indirectly. Deuteronomy 28 verse 36, Yahuwah shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee 
unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. So we were brought here. We were brought over to the West in the transatlantic slave trade, and we were forced to conform or to adopt the religion of Christianity. Now, Deuteronomy 28, 36 and also 64 is telling us that whichever religion we got as a result of our captivity is to serve other gods, gods of wood and stone. Deuteronomy 28, 64. Twice he told us in the curses that we would serve false religion. Here we go again. And Yahuwah shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And so that is why our people worship the cross, sometimes made of wood, sometimes made of stone. Some of our people are in the religion of Islam. We know that Islam worships the Kaaba stone. The Kaaba stone is that um, stone that is in that cube in Mecca that they are told that every Muslim has to visit that place at least once in their lifetime. And they encircle that place with that stone inside of it, worshipping the stone. So, Christianity, Islam, these are our curses. And why did the Most High do that? In verse um, 28, is it? He told us about, um, is it verse 28? Yeah. Deuteronomy 28, 28. Yahuwah shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. So he shall smite thee with madness. That is why we were in Babylon. We are in Babylon. He'll smite us with madness because in Jeremiah chapter 51, he tells us about this madness of Babylon. Jeremiah 51 and let's go to verse um, se 7. Babylon hath been a golden cup in Yahuwah's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore, the nations are mad. So that is why the Most High allowed us to be liberated in slavery. Because remember, it pronounced on us that we shall serve our enemies. But he allowed us to be liberated in slavery so that we can be in the madness of Babylon. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. So we were um, given a chance to partake of Babylon's system. And we thought that, okay, we are okay and we are equal with all of them. But the master did it to smite us with madness, the madness of Babylon. And this is why our people today, drunken with the wine of Babylon, refuse to come out of her, refuse to flee out of the midst of Babylon. Why? They are drunken with the wine, 
because Babylon is full of pleasantries. If you go to the book of Revelation 18, it tells you the pleasantries of Babylon. Revelation 18, let's go to verse 2, verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from Shamayim, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his splendor. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul ruach, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So there we have it, Babylon has fallen and has become corrupted. Those of us who remain in her will be corrupted by the, these devils and the fall ruach, ruachot or false spirits and the unclean and hateful bird, spirit of the owl, etc. and the eagle in Babylon. Then it says, for all nations have drunken of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed, committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from Shamayim, saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. So we are told to come out of Babylon. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and Alua hath remembered her iniquities. Now, it goes on in verse uh, 11, starting at verse 11, to tell us the delicacies of Babylon. And this is what traps us and keeps us in the madness, keeps us drunken. We just go after materialism, one material thing after another, living after materialism, drunken with the wine of Babylon, unable to see the truth living in the lies and christianity is a part of that lie verse 11 and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all kind wood wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and brass and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and it goes on and on and on so that is babylon that is the drunkenness of babylon you're, you're listening listen to, to the bible truth reveal podcast so let's go back to the book of deuteronomy so that is what keeps us drunken and what keeps us blind and what keeps us mad Babylon, the material wealth of Babylon with its covetousness and greed and corruption, that is what has kept our people mad. So it says, we'll smite thee with madness and blindness. Blindness. That means you cannot see. And in the next verse it says, and thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness. So when you are blinded, you shall grope and you are groping at noonday. It means that even when the light is brought to you, when the brightest light shines, you cannot see. So that is why many people, you cannot, when you speak to them about the truth, they cannot see the truth. They cannot leave the lies. They have to continue in the lies and reject the truth because they have been blinded and in romans eleven twenty five, 
Shaul told us, Blindness in part has happened to Yasharal until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So blindness in part, which means some of our people will be blinded and will not be able to see. So in verse 28, he shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. The astonishment of heart there refers to um, consternation. Let me look at this and get the meaning again of consternation. All right, the meaning of consternation there is a feeling of anxiety or dismay. Typically at something unexpected. So you're kind of in shock. You're not settled at what you get or what you receive. So in other words, our people will be cowards, our people will be timid, our people will be crazy, our people will be blind. And that is what you get with the religion of Christianity. When we are in that religion, we cannot see you see, when you get to understand who the people are you, and what, was, what the Most High um, brought on our people, you get to understand. You cannot see. The only way you will be able to see is if you have a heart to obey. It's only obedience and the desire for obedience that will get you to escape from this blindness and i can tell you that this has been my journey when i started started out in christianity thinking christianity was it and i came upon the sabbath i was in the sunday church and i came upon the sabbath and the sabbath haunted me and i started asking as a young person just getting understanding why am i in church on a Sunday. Why are we going to church on a Sunday? And I tried to look everything around the Shabbat. And I could not get rid of the Shabbat. It just seemed obvious. I said there's no reason. And I remember. I went to the pastor of my church. And I asked him about the Shabbat. Because there were some seven the Adventists in the community who saw me and one of them said um, they have they, they have I don't know if they, they trained them to do these things but they have these way of asking questions that really um, prick your mind and one of them said what does it feel like to keep only 9 out of 10 commandments <laughs> Oh boy, that man was a that, that, that's a Christian who asked me that. He was a security guard at a bank, and I went to the bank, and we were speaking about religion, and then that's what he asked me. And then you know that was on my mind, and I was like, hmm, that makes sense. And I left and asked my pastor, what about the Sabbath? No, that wasn't when another one came to me. Yes, a little after that, another one came to me now. And this one said while I was on the way to church. And he said to me, I think they trained them with this line because it sounded similar. He said to me, what does it feel like to worship on the wrong day? <laughs> what does it feel like to worship on the wrong day? 
And I was kind of stunned. And so when I went to church now, I went in to the pastor and I asked him about the Shabbat. And the pastor's answer never ever motivated me at all because the pastor said, you should ask him, what? What, what was it again? I should ask him, um, what is it something about worshipping on one day? Something like that. Worshipping on one day. It was, it was an inadequate and uninspiring and uninspired response. And so I started thinking and it bothered me because I, when I got the knowledge of the Most High, I said to myself that when he revealed himself to me, I said to myself, what can I do but to serve him? There's nothing else to do. Because now I real, I've, I've confirmed that he exists. I have to serve him. So my heart was set from the beginning to just serve him and to make sacrifices to serve him. So when the pastor told me that, I went now and I started researching on the Shabbat, digging up on the Shabbat. And there were some brothers, and I'm going to tell you how ironic it is. There are some brothers who were in there with me and they helped me to highlight the Shabbat. These were persons in the church. And did you know that when I couldn't take it anymore, I told the pastor, we must keep the Shabbat, pastor. No, something is wrong. And the pastor gave me an opportunity to present what I had to say. And I, he, he didn't even let me finish. He started giving his version. And from that day, I left the church and I never came back. I never went back. And would you believe that these brothers who helped me, who know that we must keep the Sabbath, did you know that these brothers have remained in the assembly? Yeah. So it is a desire for obedience, so they are still locked down in Christianity, in Jesus' worship. Because that church is Jesus only, so idolatrous as it is, worshipping J.C. as the Most High. And they know that we should keep the Shabbat. And this is what makes you escape. So when I got that, I escaped out of that church. I went to another church, a sacred name church. And guess what? It came to me again, as I was saying earlier, that churchianity is not it. Something is not right with the system. And I left. So how many people have found something not right with the system and remained. And it was when I left the most I opened my eyes as to who I was. Even though there was someone that he sent that was telling me long ago of who I was, but because I was in churchianity, I came with the line, it doesn't matter who you are, neither Jew nor Gentile. It doesn't matter who you are. That's not important whether I'm an Israelite or not. And it is when I left then I realized how important it is. It was, it, it was, that was what actually confirmed Christianity as the curse. So in Deuteronomy 28, 36, it tells you that you will serve other gods, wood and stone. Yeah? And that is why it is the curse. And how can you escape it? How can you escape it? Let me tell you something. 
the Most High gave us this religion as payment for our forefathers not listening to him. If we go to Isaiah 28 verse 9, starting at verse 9, it tells us, when you get an understanding of this, you will, uh, you will know that that is what happened to us in Christianity. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept You're upon precept, to the Bible line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So precept must be upon precept. So this is how you get to understand the word of truth. Christians do not use precept upon precept. When we are teaching, we don't just take one verse, we link verses together to prove verses, to bring out the truth. This is how the truth is brought out. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That is the formula that the Most High gave us. But in verse 11, he says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. What was he speaking about here? He was prophesying of us going into captivity and being blinded in false religion. Because if you look at Isaiah 28, 11, the word stammering lip, stammering there is the Hebrew word laeg, which means a buffoon, also a foreigner. A buffoon is a clown, a fool. So, what did he say? What is he saying here? He will speak to us with fools. Blindness in part has happened to Israel. So, the Bible is part of his word. Not the whole word. There are many other books. That the most I gave his people. Okay? And you can check out our other podcast. Um, only 66 books. Alright? Or it's not a statement. It's a question. Only 66 books? Yeah, that one. Alright? So, he's speaking to us with foreigners. So, he gave us part of his word. And he gave it to foreigners. To give it to us. So the foreigners come and teach us. That's why it says with stammering lips, with buffoons, with fools, with clowns, will he speak to this people. So that is why they gave us the false religion, which is close to the truth, but far away from the truth as well. So he will speak to us through Christianity and through these false teachers. And he says, and another tongue, another language, will he speak to this people that word language there is the hebrew word lashon which means actually a different language the tongue used literally and uh, figuratively speech so he will speak to us with foreign people and he tells us why in verse 12 to whom he said this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing yet they will not hear so because our people would not hear he says this is the rest listen to me obey me they would not hear he gave them the precept upon precept to destroy them because in verse 13 
in verse 9, it tells you that precept must be upon precept. This is how you will be learn knowledge. You will learn knowledge and you will understand doctrine. But in verse 13, if we will not hear, he says, but the word of Yahuwah was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they may go, might go, and fall backward, and be broken, and snared, and taken. What is it saying? He gave them precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, to destroy them. That is why Christians cannot understand precepts. The precept upon precept, the Bible is written like a puzzle. That you have to find the pieces, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, and fit them together. The Most High is telling you that he made it like that. So that those who will not hear will not be able to understand. And as a result, they will go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. So the only, the only remedy for that is obedience. Is what? Obedience. Because this is how the most High always works. And I want to tell you something. Prove all things, hold fast to what is true. Listen to Bible truth revealed. I want to tell you something. Go to Isaiah 8, verse 14. Hamashiach is the stumbling stone. Hamashiach told us in Matthew 24 that there will be false messiahs. The biggest false messiah in the world is the Jesus Christ of Christianity. Yahusha Hamashiach is the true messiah. He is the stumbling stone. Let's go to Isaiah 8, verse 14. This is what happens to Christianity. The Messiah that we were, they, they gave us, Jesus Christ, his followers say the law is done away with. That is disobedience. The followers of Yahushua Mashiach, the lawful Messiah, the followers of Yahushua say we have to keep the law as Hamashiach kept the law. But we walk out the law in the spirit, not in the letter. So we have a disparity there. We have a lawless set of people, disobedient people who follow Jesus Christ, and a lawful people who follow Yahushua Mashiach. And this is what it's saying here in the book of Isaiah 28. If you don't want to hear, and if you don't want the rest, he will send the precept upon precept to destroy you. And Hamashiach is given as our the same thing a stumbling stone isaiah 8 4, verse 14 and he shall be for a sanctuary but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of yasharal for a jinn and a snare and for a snare to the inhabitants of jerusalem and in first peter 2 verse 8 he told us about verse 7 he told us that hamashiach fulfills that prophecy Verse 6, 1 Peter 2, verse 6, verse 5. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to Alua by Yahusha Hamashiach. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, 
and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And to believe on him, you actually, ha actually have to follow him and follow his life. 1 John 2, 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself so to walk, even as he walks. So if we say we abide in him, we have to walk as he walked. And Peter continues in verse 7, Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient. This shows you then that from verse 6, he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. From verse 6, it is explaining that when we say we believe, we have to be obedient. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. That means when they believe, they are what? Obedient. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builder disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Whereunto also they were appointed. Where is the disobedience in Christianity? Remaining in the lie and refusing to accept that we should walk in obedience to the law and the prophets. That is disobedience because in the, the, the God of Christianity, who is the Apostle Paul, tells us in Acts 24, 14, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the allure of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. So a true believer believes all things that are written in the law and in the prophets, but the Christians don't. They reject it. So as a result, they are those who are disobedient, who Shaul, who Kepha, or Peter is speaking about. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the same, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. So, that is the sad thing about Christianity. It is a curse. It was given to us in slavery. When we were brought into captivity, the slave masters gave us that religion and forced our people to follow it. Now, in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1. Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, it tells us why. We are how we are. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. So, there is no remembrance of when our people worshipped the Most High. There is no remembrance of when they forced Christianity on us. All we do we come and we see that our parents were worshipping in Christianity. Um, all sorts of things about Christianity. And we see Christianity as the religion of truth. And so we follow it because we don't know anything else. 
Hence, we remain in the lie. But today was in, um, I read something from Leopold II. And um, Leopold II that was sent to me. And it was very interesting because... Um, where is it? Yeah. So because it tells us exactly what they used Christianity for and the part that Christianity played in um, enslaving our people. I'll just read part of it because it's kind of long and we have gone some time already. And we haven't, I haven't even really touched much on the topic really about Christianity. This is so vast. I don't think I can do it in one touch. So this is a document from Universidade Federal de Minas Gerais. Um, I don't know which country is this. Faculdade de Filosofia y Ciencias Humanas. Departamento de Historia. Historia Contemporánea, Profesor Luis Arnaut, Textos e Documentos. So this is Portuguese, it seems. So it's from um, a university faculty of philosophy and human science, Department of History, Contemporary History. So this is not something that someone just threw up. So this is a letter from King Leopold II of Belgium to colonial ministries in 1883. This was a letter was written and he was think he was speaking at a conference. And I want you to listen to some of the things that he's telling them so you understand that Christianity was our curse. Reverence, fathers and dear compatriots, the task that is given to fulfill is very delicate and requires much tact. You will go certainly to evangelize, but your evangelization must inspire above all Belgium interests. Your principal objective in our mission in the Congo is never to teach the niggers to know God. This they know already. So he's telling you, and this is the, the, the system that, the Ed that Edom has used. Use the Christian religion to enslave and control the world. Your principal objective is, you know, mm, all right. They speak and subject to, subject to a Mungu, one Nzambi, one Zakomba, and what else I don't know. They know that to kill, to sleep with someone else's wife, to lie and, ins and to insult is bad. Have courage to admit it. You are not going to teach them what they know already. Your essential role is to facilitate the task of administrators and industrials, which means you will go to interpret the gospel in the way it will be the best to protect your interests in that part of the world. So we see, they interpret the gospel, interpret the Bible to serve their best interest. That's it. That's the curse of Christianity. 
For these things you have to keep watch on disinteresting our savages from the richness that is plenty in their underground. To avoid that, they get interested in it and make you murder us, competition, and dream one day to overthrow you. So never let the people know the value of what they have. Hide it from them, or else they will want to compete with you. Your knowledge of the gospel will allow you to find texts ordering and encouraging your followers to love poverty, like happier are the poor because they will inherit the heaven, and it's very difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of Alua. You have to detach from them and make them disrespect everything which gives courage to affront us. Alright? Let me see some more. I'm trying to cut through. Um, convert always the blacks by using the whip. Keep their women in nine months of submission to work freely for us. Force them to pay you in sign of recognition goats, chicken or eggs every time you visit their village. And make sure that niggas never become rich. Hmm? Hear this now. And this is what the church is used for. I said Christianity is our curse. Sing every day that it is impossible for the rich to enter heaven. Make them pay tax each week at Sunday Mass. Make them pay tax each week at Sunday Mass. That is tithes and offering that has bled our people dry. The lie of tithing. Christianity is our curse. Use the money supposed for the poor to build flourishing business centers. Institute a confessional system which allows you to be good detectives denouncing any black that has a different consciousness contrary to that of the decision maker. Eh? These are all the things that the church is charged to do. Teach the niggers to forget their heroes and to adore only ours. So that is why they have transformed everyone in the Bible to be white. White Israelites, white Moses, white Noah, white Adam, um, I mean white Abraham, white Jacob, white children of Israel, white na uh, nation of Israel. Yes. And of course, above all, white Messiah, white, the white Jesus that they gave us. Hmm? And this, this is just uh, to show what they used the religion for. Yes? This is what they used the religion for. A religion of conquest and control. A religion that was our curse. Let's go back to the book of Deborah, the book of Deuteronomy. And let's go back and see again. You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Deuteronomy 28, verse 36. Yahuwah shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. And the other gods there, J.C. and G.O.D. All right? G.O.D., God. Isaiah 65. 11, is it? I haven't used it in such a long time. Isaiah 
tells us about God. Let me see if it's 6511. Yes. But ye are they that forsake Yahuwah, that forsake my holy mountain, that prepare a table for that troop, and the meaning of that troop there is God, who is fortune, or luck, or chance. So God is the God of fortune. And JC, of course, is Esus Krios, the Gallic Celtic um, God that was brought to Rome by the Druid priests after the Romans defeated the Celts um, in the battle, the Celtic Roman War, and they brought Esus Krios to Rome. And then it was infused with um, Krishna, um, Horus, and um, Serapis, Mitras, all of those were combined into one to bring us one God that all of the pagan worshippers would accept because it had to have different attributes of their different gods for them to accept it. So that is what we were brought to worship. All right? So this is just a little, um, not even a complete teaching on Christianity. I just came here and was sitting here and say hey, I need to do something and I didn't in, didn't in plan anything. I just went as I was led. So some things no doubt will be left out. There's so much to it. But that is just a little introduction to the curse of Christianity. Christianity is our curse. The most I gave us the truth, the way blinded us because of our captivity and allowed them to have us in blindness. But now the fullness of the Gentiles is about to come in. He has opened our eyes, the dry bones of the whole house of Israel, that is Ezekiel 37, the dry bones putting on flesh, that is what is happening worldwide as people wake up. And while we are waking, there are people who remain blinded in Christianity, refusing to come out. And these People have been given precept upon precept, line upon line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Why? Because they are disobedient. And to those who are disobedient, how much here becomes what? A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. But unto us who believe, who seek to walk out his life, unto us he is precious. But unto them, he is a stumbling stone. All right? So, Chazak Aliyahu here from Just a Word. As we are in the Bible Truth Revealed podcast at jawpodcast.com. You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Wow. And by the way, this instrumental is called The Good News.
the good news. Alright, so this one put it together yesterday. Because I've decided, we've decided now to make our own music. And I tell you that the sisters here are writing some beautiful songs. And we are striving to be able to produce them. So that is where we're at. So you can look out for that coming out. Alright, so doing what I've always wanted to do. Make music. At this time, it's in honor of the Most High. All praises due to His name. So this is the Bible Truth Revealed podcast, and you can check us out. There are so many other teachings that you may get online on 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 uh, our podcast. And please share it with someone. All right. Bible Truth Revealed And remember our other websites jawradio.org our 24-7 online radio and our main website justaword.org where you got your teachings Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Now, that's not there for you to go backwards and be broken and snared and taken. But that is there to give you knowledge and to get you to understand doctrine. Until next time, Shalom.